back, Billiken fans. Uh, it's Zach Miller and Peter Hale. Uh, this is the Midtown Madness podcast, and uh, I'm, I'm playing injured, Pete. Yeah, this is a real treat for those uh, who consume this show on YouTube because uh, you're going to see a Zach Miller laid up, laid up in bed or, or against against something. I, I guess you're it's, laying down in bed, it, aren't you? Yeah, it's my headboard. Yeah. It's so, like pillows propped up. And a sling over his shoulder. Um, unfortunately, in this week's uh, Innsbruck Triathlon, he took a spill on the bike. Zach, how you feeling? Oh man, uh, you know any, anything for the for the podcast? So I mean, uh, you know the the road rash was was the issue yesterday, and uh, the um, now it's the muscle and the joint pain, and uh, you know the upper back. It you know I'm lucky that uh, a I didn't hit my head, yeah, uh, and b I didn't break any bones. They tried to tell me I hit my head, but. Really, I just rolled over my head, causing some scuffs on the helmet. Um, but yeah, just uh, 24 and a half miles into the 25-mile bike ride, uh, lost concentration, and uh, I don't even remember if I was like taking a drink of water or what I was doing. Uh, but uh, I don't even know why I was like hugging the side of the road because I was back in the resort at that point. Mm. and wasn't even worried about cars so uh kind of uh kind of a stupid stupid mistake and uh you know i'll I'll forgive myself for it but uh i guess it's it's humorous that i was planning on uh practicing but this was solely a bike practice race for me so like of course i decided to 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 lay the bike down and uh yeah the bike's in better shape than i am i'll tell you that much well, that's good. That was my next question. Yeah. But, uh, to, to, to think you were all worried about the safety of our, uh, of our friend of the show, John Bell. Yeah. Here, here you're the one who's, uh, whose safety we needed to be worried out, uh, worried for in the first place. Well, um, actually John Bell has officially pulled out. Oh, he did. He, yes. He made oh, it. That's a to, new announcement. Yeah, no, I just saw it on the Twitter uh, I believe he's in Wyoming mm. and uh, he has, uh, let me pull it up because I want to get this right. Uh, but he had an issue with his back uh, and okay. his neck, I think. So, uh, Ra- oh, sorry, R- Rollins, Wyoming, uh, Shermer's neck for the past three days. Uh, body said no more. Google Shermer's neck. It's not painful. But it makes it hard to be competitive on a bike. Mm. So, uh, unfortunately, sad to see his uh, his Trans American Bike Race come to an end. Yeah, you know that's that. It's pretty incredible. Um, there's certainly no shame in riding from Astoria, Oregon, um, all the way to Rollins, Wyoming, in the span of a couple weeks. Um, I for anyone who's been out to that part of the country or, or knows anything about the, the geography of the Western U.S. Um, that's, uh, that's a really merciless stretch of, uh, of road between those two places. He basically did the Rocky mountains, uh, and got close to the end of, of, of the real, you know, the real Rockies. I mean, he's still pretty high up there in Rollins, uh, but it's mostly downhill from there. Uh, but man, unfortunately, I guess, I guess he's done. That's, that's a shame. Yeah, no, I, uh, 
you know, it's, uh, it, I'm just glad he's safe. Uh, yeah. Truthfully. I mean, I, I looked at, you know, you look at some of that, that terrain and thinking about, you know, you know, maybe I didn't have the fitness and that's what led me to lose concentration. Mm-hmm. You know, it, there are places along that stretch where you don't, I, I mean, if you lose focus, you're going down, uh, a, 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 you're taking a horrific and most likely fatal spill. Yeah, it's not just uh, hit it, hitting the ground, it's elevation uh, that yeah. you've got to be concerned with there. Yeah, I'm sure uh, the people that sit around me uh, at basketball games will be familiar with the string of expletives I let out of my mouth as I, uh, as I tumbled across <laughs> the gravel. Uh, they would not be surprised that during, uh, during my fall, I was still yelling just horrific words. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, no, I'll be all right. And, uh, I, we, you know, we had this scheduled, uh, glad we scheduled it for Monday. Yeah. Uh, Cause we would have definitely had to cancel it yesterday, but, uh, yeah. we got a, uh, we got an interview. Uh, we've got Momo Cisse coming on the pod, Pete. Yeah, an, another of the incoming um, class of 2022 for SLU. And, um, you know, he'll be, uh, he'll be a freshman. He's not a transfer. Um, yeah, it's weird to, to like, uh, it feels like we spend so much time talking about transfer portal. Right. You forget that there's freshmen that still commit to join the squad. Yeah, and and he's got uh, he's he's a really he's got a unique background. I think people are gonna like uh, hearing about that. Um, uh, he was originally committed to SMU, um, signed with them back in the fall, and then they had a coaching change this spring, uh, which freed him up. And um, you know, interestingly enough, I I looked back at his recruiting, and a lot of the other schools that were really in on him also happened to have coaching changes. Um, so I think this was a situation of slew kind of getting in at the right time um, because a lot of the schools that would have re picture uh, recruiting picture, you know, didn't because the, the, the staff turned over and they've got a whole new recruiting board. Um, so there was an, a little bit of an opportunity here and it's, it's not every day that a seven foot center um, tremendous size and, and raw ability uh, just just falls in your lap in the spring like that, which isn't to take anything away from the the job that the 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 coaching staff did jumping in here, but they seized an opportunity and and Slu might have a real gem here. Um, you know, playing he'll he'll be playing with two seniors this year, and then then that front court's wide open for him. Yeah, uh, and I'm excited to get this uh, interview started, so we're gonna kick it over there right now. All right, Booker fans, this week we are talking to. Momo Cisse, who uh, recently announced his commitment to SLU out of the Putnam Science Academy in Connecticut, where he graduated mm-hmm. in May, a native of Dakar, Senegal. He played yeah. in France before heading to Hillcrest Prep in Arizona and eventually ending his prep career at PSA. Now he joins the Billikens front court along with two fifth-year seniors in Francis Okoro and Jake Forrester. Momo, thanks for joining the Midtown Madness podcast. Hi, thank you, sir. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, so, you know, uh, how long have you been in contact with uh, Travis Ford and staff? It seems like it kind of came out of a, a little bit of nowhere, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, so when did you start getting recruited by the Billikens? 
So I was talking to them like um, one month ago. They was talking to my coach in Arizona. So he's my coach. He's like my my big brother. So mm -hmm. like he linked with a lot of coaches. So former recruitment. That's why I know them. When did you start playing basketball? Um, you know, in Africa, we start playing soccer. So yeah, I started playing basketball when I was 17. So, okay, wow. Yeah. I see, like I, I hear that, like that's, that seems pretty common with, with African recruits. You hear a guy go, I played soccer my whole life. And then all of a sudden yeah, I, grew, soccer, I grew six inches and then it was like, <laughs> I gotta play basketball now. Uh-huh, yeah. So I, I started playing basketball like when I was 17. So I just, I, I start like grew up. So my big brother told me to, to start playing basketball. So then what, what was it that brought you to France? Was it, was it pretty quickly after you started yeah, playing it, basketball? Yeah, it was pretty quickly. It's like two years later, I moved to France to play in the under 18. Well, and, did you, so at that point when you started playing basketball, did you, uh, you know, give up soccer altogether? And, and I'm curious because I'm a soccer guy and Peter and I both, uh, both enjoy uh, soccer. What, what position did you play? Yeah, I was playing middle. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. did did a team come find you, like a, like a French team? I know you played for Monaco. Yeah, they uh, come eventually. from, yeah. Okay. And did, did you live in Monaco when you were over there? Yeah, I was living in Monaco. What was that experience like? Yeah, that was like, yeah, that was a big, that was a big experiment. So, you know, I live with my family, so it's not easy to do that. Mm -hmm. I was young too, and my mama passed away like in 2017 too. So that was a hard moment to me. So like, you know, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah, sorry, man. Do you, have, do you still have your uh, your siblings back in? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I got my two big sisters and my one big brother. I'm so you have, so you're, you're uh... So there's four of you. Yeah, it's four. I'm the baby. Oh wow! Did were they uh, were they athletic or were you kind of the uh, the athlete of the family? Huh? Excuse me. Oh, sorry. Were you the? Uh, were they also into basketball, soccer, and all that? Or uh, yeah, my big brother. The... My big brother still play play basketball at home. Okay. Um, how did how did you end up uh, moving over to the United States and uh, end up playing out at Hillcrest Prep in Arizona? Yeah, um, so they saw my video on YouTube. Yeah. Oh wow! And then so they I, just I, so they find that and they just reach out to you, just kind of cold yeah. call. Yeah, they start talking to me, and after three months, so uh, I came here. I, I, I'm, I'm finding it interesting, you know, that they found you on YouTube because, you know, that this new movie that came out, the new basketball movie with yeah. Adam Sandler uh, has been kind of, it's been, people love it. It's a really good movie, but uh, I was wondering if you'd seen it and you saw that it's got a big, uh, it's got, YouTube's got a big presence in social media. Yeah, the social media got a big presence, yeah, for sure. Uh, how, 
did did you send your YouTube video around like you and your coaches in, in France? Was was the was your goal with that to try and come over to the US and play? Or did it just kind of, they just reached out to you and were just it kind of put the seed in your head? Um, you know, when I was in Africa, I still dream like I want to go to America and play basketball. So that was my first dream too, before I came to France. What was there any part of the United States that you had seen, you know? Uh, kind of in your research that you were eyeing or uh, was it just kind of anywhere, wherever the opportunity took you? Anywhere, anywhere. <laughs> so then what, what, uh, what was the experience at Hillcrest like and um, what eventually made you want to move on to uh, Putnam? So in Hillcrest, um, that was a good, like, that was a good experiment too. So I really enjoyed with the coaches. So, and after like, I got one travel, so I, you know, I don't want to talk to, so like, and after I move on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, was there, what was it, the move over to the United States, was there anything, uh, was uh, anything that surprised you when you got over here? Any kind of like, you know, culture shock uh, coming from, France, Senegal, over to and Monaco, over to, uh, to the United States. Yeah, you know, uh, in Europe, the basketball is different. So they let you like here. Um, they play uh, like they play like Showtime, so dunk, and you know. So, but in Europe, they play uh, basketball with the uh, how can I talk? fundamentals yeah the fundamentals you know they teach you like how how to dribble how to shoot a lot but here but here is the showtime so you gotta like play hard dunk like scream like yeah you know it's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> funny <laughs> so do you yeah. feel like do you feel like you have both of those halves to your basketball yeah. like yeah, to your game yeah because um, like Playing in Monaco helped me a lot. Learn how to step out and shoot a little bit. Yeah. Uh, what would you say is you know uh, your your favorite part of playing basketball, or or the the part of your game you're most proud of? So my favorite part is like I can play inside and outside too. Nice. What about uh, your defense? I assume shot blocking, rebounding, all part of your uh, part of your skill set. Yeah, yeah, I love block shot. Yeah, <laughs> because I got a timing. <laughs> yeah, and that's one where you can really celebrate too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you know, you signed with SMU back in November, uh, and mm -hmm. then they had a coaching change this spring. Uh, you didn't opt out right away, though. Uh, what was kind of the uh, the reasoning or the eventual decision to, uh, you know, find another place to land? So because um, they got a new coach, right? So after the coach, he called me, like, he was told me, like, um, he loved to to work with me. And after that, he changed the older assistant coach. And, and I saw, like, the player move on, so... I was, I was trying to call him, so he didn't answer me. 
Yeah. And after I, I, I told to my coach in Arizona, Coach Pierre, you know, he, he liked my big brother. Um, I talked to him I'll, and I let him know, like, I called the coach and he didn't answer me. Oh, man. Wow. So that kind of makes the decision for you then. Yeah. <laughs> so when you when you enter, um, or, or I guess, yeah, you're not transferring, so you're not entering the train. But when you re-enter, you know, the recruiting uh, pool, um, what what schools were reaching out to you, and, and were you were you taking any other visits, and then slew? No, I was talking to the Pacific coaches, the Pacific in California, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the Boston University too. Um, yeah, they was What's talking it? to, huh? Oh, sorry, sorry, go on. Yeah, they was talking to my, they was talking to Coach Pierre about me. And then, so, so then what ultimately makes SLU kind of stand out from those other schools? Um, yeah, because the coach, the head coach called me, the head coach called me like, I was like, wow. That's the first time I talked to the head coach like to, to, for the rookie man. So he, he called me, he told me like he wanna work with me. So we got the same point. So at, I, and I told them to, to make the, the visit for me. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so then what, what were you, what ultimately were you looking for in a school? Is it a matter of opportunity like to play right away? Was it more of a long-term development program? What were the things that you, you really wanted in a experience in college? So my experience is like, I wanna go where they, they love me, they treat me like a family, you know? And after when I, where they can develop me and, you know, my goal is to make it to the NBA. So I was talking to the coach and he said, he can help me and now i see like they love me like a family you know yeah that's what i'm saying yeah and that's great that's that's good to hear i I, I always like to hear that from uh from a slew visit um i want to circle back for a minute though uh you won the national prep championship um this season with putnam science academy uh, yeah. what, what would you say you learned over the course of the year playing for such a, a dominant team? I mean, you, you guys won basically every game, right? Yeah. So just playing hard, you know. So I want to, like, thank all the coaches right there. So they, they love me. They treat me like, you know, like their song. That was a good experiment, too. Have you um, have you made your way from Connecticut down to St. Louis yet? Like, are, are you on campus already? No, I'm not on campus already. When when will you uh, head down to SLU? Um, I don't know, probably like next week. So I have to wait for my I-20. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which is like the international student visa? Yeah, the international students, yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, yeah, so some of that stuff takes a little bit of time. Yeah, it's really bad time, yeah, <laughs> but it's good. So you talk about your inside-out game. You talk about your shot-blocking ability. What, what other skills of yours do you think make you ready to play at the college level right now? Mm, I can play hard. I can, like, 
bring the energy. I can shoot the trees too. I love to shoot the tree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that's gonna, that's kind of, that's a new thing for us. We haven't had many seven footers at SLU over the years, let alone somebody who can step out and shoot the three. I think that's, uh, I think fans are gonna like seeing that. Yeah. Um, so what, what are the parts of your game that you still think you need to work on for the next level? Um, yeah, that's a good question. So I, I need to work on my, my, my dribble. Yeah, my dribble. So I know I can dribble, but I want to like develop it. And I want to work my shoot too. I love, I love like shoot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you have uh, was there an assistant coach at SLU who kind of took the lead on your recruitment or, or was it mostly coach Ford, the head coach who, who was, um, who was recruiting you? Yeah, it was mostly all the head coach. You mentioned, you know, family's super important uh, when it comes to being treated uh, by, you know, coaching staff. Uh, what, what did coach Ford do kind of specifically to make you feel so welcome? Can you repeat, please? Uh, Pete, do you want to help me out? I'm... Yeah, no, sorry, Zach. Uh, sorry. He's, I, he's, I, a little, I, he's a little drowsy from his, uh, his spill his pain, that he took. Pain pills, yes. He's wondering, like, like really, like, what, what, are the, what are the things that Coach Ford said to, to make you, you said that family was an important thing for you, making you feel like they were going to, you know, love you and welcome you. What were yeah. the things that he said that that made you believe that that um, that Coach Ford and Slew were the right uh, the right people in place for you? Um, so I was talking to the coach um, for the minutes to play. You know, I'm a French. I'm going to be a French a Frenchman. So he told me like, if I if I work hard, I, I can I can have a lot of minutes to play. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing that's definitely true on this team. We've, you know, we, we have two other big men, basically. Yeah. It's the three of you. I mean, so there's yeah. a lot of opportunity for all three yeah, of you. Yeah, um, a lot. Yeah. Um, and those two, it's not only opportunity this season, but those two are both fifth-year seniors who are going to move on. And then it's <laughs> like, sorry, then it's like wide open. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like yeah. huge opportunity for you. For sure. Um, so... I'm curious, uh, there's a restaurant right next to SLU in the city foundry uh, called Shea Ali that serves dishes from Senegal and Ivory yeah. Coast. Uh, were you able to get over there? Uh, did, you visited, correct? And did, were you guys able to get over there? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, you know, <laughs> you know, I love I love my food in Senegal. So I know I will enjoy it for sure. Yeah. Uh, tell us kind of uh, your favorite dishes, your, you know, your favorite native dishes, because I, I don't think, you know, that, you know, I don't think many people are quite aware of, of what Senegal has to offer as far as food goes. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we love rice. Um, yeah, you know, we love the jollof rice. Um, we love the chicken too. You know? <laughs> yeah. Speaking my language. <laughs> I'm gonna have to get over to Shay Ali. It's good. I, I actually went there uh, on a recent visit back home. We went to the foundry and uh I saw that place in the corner and was like, oh, I'm I'm checking this out for sure. And then I saw uh Franco, Francis Okoro, um, 
he tweeted about it or put it on his Instagram recently too. I think he was he really likes it. Yeah, Franco Franco is like my big brother, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, from have, the you, huh? have you had any chance to uh to get to know uh you know your your point guard this year, Yuri Collins, and uh and what what most excites you about playing with him? Yeah, I you know I would love to play with him. So I I watch his like the video, yo like he I don't know how to say, but he a good uh he will like he would give you the a good pass, you know, pick and roll, pick and pop. I know I would love to play with him. He knows how to find you. For sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey Momo, we, we really appreciate you coming on, man. I know I know it's kind of tough to to you know do these things over Zoom and and you know we, we're speaking English, not you not your native tongue. And I, I, I yeah. really appreciate you um you know, you you taking the leap of faith and letting us uh, pick your brain for a, a little bit. So, uh, and Bill, I'm sure Bill, I know Bill and fans are excited to have you on campus and and watch you play this fall. Sure, thank yeah. you too. I appreciate you too. Very excited, and and there's also an NBA game on right now, NBA finals yes. on right now. So we'll let you go enjoy that. All right, thank you. I appreciate it. All right, thanks, Momo. Thank you. I will. I, I look, Pete. I, I know that could not have been easy for him, as much as it, it you know, it, it, as much as it was kind of, you know, tough on us. It had to be twice as tough on him. Um, and, and I'm sure I wasn't making a whole lot of sense either. So, uh, uh, kudos to him for joining the show and uh, and giving it a go. Because I, I don't know if I would have had the uh, the stones to, you know, put myself out there like that. He was uh, he was really gracious, um, you know, when, when we finally got a hold of him and then, uh, you know, he was really easy to kind of set this up with. He was yeah. on time, very punctual. Um, he seems like a really good dude who's who's, you know, who's trying hard. I mean, it, it's crazy to think that just a few years ago he started playing basketball, you know, and then finds himself in France and then in the U.S., uh, you know, for the last uh, almost year and a half. He's this. You know, he, he showed up in the U.S. in January of 2021. Um, and yeah, English is not his first language. So he's, it's going to be a steep learning curve for him early on. Uh, and, and I think if people kind of, uh, you know, he's, he, he's definitely got an accent. But if people stick with it, I think it's, uh, you know, there's a really good, a really good guy. And uh, yet another player, I think, kind of fits the character of this team. And we're going to see him work hard and huge opportunity for that guy and huge huge upside uh, yeah it's same as well it seems like all he wants is an opportunity you know uh just a chance to to to, to try you know and i think uh, i think he's gonna do well here yeah yeah it's gonna it'll it'll take a little time and he and you know he's playing between here he's playing behind two fifth-year seniors um but once he finds his footing and kind of gets the rhythm um he's gonna be i think he's gonna be good uh, we move from a newcomer to uh, the Billikens to a new departure from the Billikens. And it's it's not on the court this time. It's on, from on the sidelines. Coach Ray Giacoletti, um, an assistant for, for Coach Ford, has announced his retirement um, not long ago, actually, less than a week ago. Um, June, June 9th, I believe, was the, was the day. Um, you know, he's, he's had a lengthy career of a, a lot of experience and he was kind of the, 
the elder statesman, I guess, you know, not, not to say anything about his age, but just in terms of experience on the staff. Um, we're going to paraphrase West Pine Bills here. Um, they said Ray had a, a lengthy coaching career with 14 years as a head coach between North Dakota State, Eastern Washington, Utah, and Drake. As a head coach, he made a sweet 16 at Utah, was Big Sky Coach of the Year in 2004 at Eastern Washington. Um, and he was also a Gonzaga assistant from uh, 2007 to 2013. So he hasn't just led programs at a lot of different levels. He's, he's worked with um, some of the best coaches in the game as an assistant. Um, just an excellent career he's had. And, uh, you know, sad to see him go. It's definitely a little bit late in the cycle, too. So it's going to be interesting to see what SLU does here, which I think leads us into our, our, our next topic here. Uh, you know, what, what, what are you thinking in terms of, uh, in terms of a replacement for, for SLU for an assistant? Uh, Stanley Sugarman of the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, no, uh, that's clearly on my brain because I spent all day watching movies and uh, and I got to see that one and it was it was really good. I enjoyed it. Um, you know, I, I really I I think I think I've said this for a while now and I, I would love to see Travis go with somebody outside. Um, you know, I've, I've told Mike Wilson this, you know, it's, I'd love to see a little bit of a shakeup and, and not for any specific reason of um, for anybody being bad at their job. Just, I, you know, just change something up and try something new. So uh, I would love to see somebody from outside or maybe an alumni uh, that has coaching experience that maybe is kind of, uh, not in the Travis Ford tree of, uh, of coaches. Yeah. I think the thing here that, that is tricky is it's not like a young assistant who's moving on, you know, it's not like, um, you know, one, one of your last senior guys moving on to a, a job at maybe like a power conference program or something like this, you know, this is a person with a ton of experience, um, who's retiring. And so it's a question of how, what do you, what do you, how do you want to replace that? Because you look at a guy like, like Forte, um, for all his energy, his recruiting ability, he's a young guy, you know, he's got a lot, he knows he's got a lot um, left to learn. Um, Coach Tate is another one who's still relatively young, you know, even though he's been coaching a while, coached Juco ranks, uh, been an assistant at, you know, Mizzou and SLU. He's, he's a guy who's, um, you know, he, he, you just can't make up for the experience of, of Giacoletti. So I, you know, when I, we kind of put the Twitter poll out there um, this afternoon, what people, uh, what people want in the next head coach. And it seemed like the things that people are most concerned about, um, number one was actually X's and O's. That doesn't um, surprise me though. Yeah. And, and, and that was over, like we put out X's and O's experience recruiting or a slew or at St. Louis, like local ties and X's and O's, you know, of course this is non-scientific, few hours it's ago very and, and we've got uh you know 61 votes um but more than half of people seem like like that's their main concern is someone who can really um you know for, who, who's got a more strategic mind um so so i thought that was pretty interesting uh to see that 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 that's what people are focused on i feel like between tate and um at forte there's a ton of confidence in our ability to recruit and so I think they want somebody who's got, um, who's, who's got, who can really demonstrate that, that deep, deep 
basketball knowledge. Um, so, so I, I am, I am curious, uh, what direction they go. You know, I, I kind of put out a lot of different scenarios. Um, when you look at the current staff, again, it's, it's a lot of younger guys. Um, Christian Nunez is the director of player development. And then you've got Brad Lewis, who's video and analytics. And then our two grad assistants are Devel Roby and, and Thomas uh, Zagua. Um, you wonder if, if Nunez got a chance to be an assistant, you know, you can kind of, maybe the grad assistants are, are fit for that role or the director of basketball operations, which is another position we're still, we're still looking to fill. But I know you said you'd, you'd rather go external. Um, mm -hmm. in which case you've got a, a ton of different directions you could go that there. Yeah, we really, uh, we went down a rabbit hole among the SLU Twitter think tank yeah. uh, uh, this, uh, this week. And, and uh, I, I think we named a lot of, uh, a lot of fake coaches, not, you know, like, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, fictional characters. Uh, we named a lot of disgraced coaches. Uh, that was, that was my specialty, I think, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you look at it's slew players that are in, in coaching staff, obviously my guy, Anthony Drea comes to mind. Uh, I, I've always said, I'd love to see him get a shot. I don't know. You know, he's got a young family still, even though I think his kid is, you know, his kids play an AAU ball, so I'm not sure he'd want to uh, relocate his, well, his son. Old, his oldest is. He's got a yes. couple more behind him. Yes. Um, you know, uh, you look at the Australian connection. You got guys like Brian Conklin, Kevin Lish. Um, uh, Danny Brown's got head coaching experience in, in a completely different uh, segment where, you know, uh, I think Danny Brown's an interesting candidate because uh, he's doing a lot with a little, right? You know, we talked uh, to Coach Tillett about that at Navy, and I think yeah. he's got an even more restrictive uh, recruiting pool. Yeah, I think I think he has. I want to say he did talk about how, uh, you know, it, it can be an advantage though to him. Uh, he can offer a hundred thousand dollars starting salary to to his yeah. players, you know, but uh, right. they obviously have to be of a certain. Uh, ability level uh in the classroom right um who you know you've got Corey frazier that's a big uh you know a big name uh, as far as st louis ties go jamal walker uh erwin claggett anthony bonner drew diener diener would be a wildly interesting name i think yeah, it's a funny one. And, you know, we talked to him uh, what a, right before the season started because, uh, you know, we had that that exhibition game. We didn't talk to him for that long. I'd like to not remember that exhibition game. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, little did we know what was in store. Um, yeah, he's, he's certainly an interesting name. You know, he's a guy from my era. Um, he was a bit of a, a, a prankster and a jokester back then. So I still kind of have that... Uh, that, that drew and had and in my head and it's 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 hard to think of someone who's now in his you know early 40s and leading a, a program for all these years um yeah I mean you know look a lot of these these guys whose names we throw out they're not necessarily guys who would be interested and in, in, and vice versa you know a lot of them have gigs that they really like 
What has been most interesting to me of the former players is it seems like Brian Conklin is really lobbying right now for a, 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 an assistant coaching job. And he's actually like retweeted people saying like, Hey, hire Brian Conklin. Hi. He's retweeted that. And he's like replied to things like given his kind of bona fides. And, and he seems like he's really, uh, he's like, all right, I just stopped playing. I'm ready to coach. Let's do it right now. I mean, he seems like he's, he's got a full head of steam. Yeah. That's a super interesting idea. And I mean, again, like I think my reaction to Brian uh, being hired would be the same as, you know, maybe, oh, geez, whoops. Um, my reaction to, you know, Rebecca Tillett being hired. I, I, I really value experience, I think, and longevity of that experience. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I mean, I'd love to see Brian be brought on as, you know, a senior graduate manager and go from there. But I just, I don't know about a full-fledged coaching position at this point. Yeah, the, um, I mean, it, it, it's it's tricky to replace somebody who, like we said, has so much experience with somebody who would be a new um, yeah. assistant coach. And even though I think he he it would be and will be really good, um, it, it's a question of um, what what SLU's need is right now. And you know, some of the other names we threw out there, we had a little fun with it. I mean, we just had some um, some A10 coaches who were let go. Yeah you know, in their, in their current positions, like uh, Matt McCall, uh, who was a hack of an offensive schemer. Um, Ashley Howard uh, is a guy who comes from the Villanova program, Jamie on Christian, um, who's uh, definitely got a lot of technical abilities as a, as a game planner. Um, and then, you know, people have had some fun talking about, well, what about other coaches who have either retired or might be semi-retired or were, were let go somebody like Jim Christian from, from Boston college um, uh, is available. I think a three star on billikins.com mentioned him. Uh, you know, I, I don't know how people are serious. People are about Conzo Martin or, um, or Bruce Weber, but Bruce Weber, Bruce Weber, Bruce Weber to that. me would be the ideal fit for this job. Cause he's somebody with like that level of experience. But I mean, now we're talking about guys who have made like seven figures for a long time and to like, to come and then be just a, a, a an assistant on a staff at a at, at an A10 program is maybe a little more uh, of a of a humble pie than these guys want to eat right now. And and I don't think it would necessarily be that. It would be them. It's for them. It's the difference between taking a year off and going and being an assistant somewhere, probably for only one year. Um, if Coach K wants to come back to coaching, I mean you know, help take the Billikens to a natty, uh, you know, it's just cementing his legacy as the greatest of all time. Right. Like, yeah, I mean, Coach let's, K, uh, let's do it. Let's see how much he really loves, loves the game, you know, yes. go, go start if, over and do something else. If he's that, uh, if he's that committed to being a college basketball coach, I always wondered that. I think, I don't know if I've ever expressed it in this iteration of the show, but I've always wondered why coaches don't try to do that. You know, uh, kind of like Rick Majerus did here at SLU. You know, he had a, a long run at Utah where he was super successful and really cemented his legacy there and then came to SLU and, you know, said, hey, I'm going to do it again. There's yeah. not a lot of builders out there, it feels like. Yeah, yeah. Majerus clearly was a guy who just couldn't, uh, who couldn't quit it. You know, he just loved it too much. Um, 
and uh and yeah you're talking about coaching or food well hey both i mean (laughs) he 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 came to the city that has the hill so yes uh, yeah i mean but but i agree with that and and you know some of the other names that i that i kind of thought were were interesting that people were throwing around um you know, like you've got a guy like Barry Hinson, who's who's floated around this general part of the country for a long, t- well, basically all of his career. You know, dude just loves the Midwest. Somewhere between too. Oklahoma and Indiana, yeah, and and he's he's on Oklahoma State staff right now, but he's not an actual assistant. He's like more of a, you know, like when Giacoletti came to SLU, I, I what was his title? It wasn't special assistant to the head coach. That, that's right, yeah, and that's kind of what um, what he is at Oklahoma State. They call him an analyst there, but I think it's more or less the same idea. He's yep, just not he's not a recruiting assistant. Yeah, and... <laughs> me too. Um, and, and so I thought that was kind of an interesting name. And then somebody uh, tweeted at us today, Dan, Dan Muller, um, who was a head coach at Illinois State. Um, uh, this was Eric Pitlick said this. Ideally, I would like somebody who has a strong track record of developing um, post players. And, and so he threw out Dan. Dan Muller was one that I thought was interesting. Um, he also threw out Jonathan Maddox from Murray State, but I think he's associate head coach. And that would be kind of be tough to peel him away. And then uh, Justin Tatum at CBC was one of the the local alum or not alums, but former players, um, you know, coaching in the high school ranks. I, um, I don't appreciate you using the word peel after the Sunday I had. Yeah. Sorry about that. Sorry. If, sorry you. to give you flashbacks yeah, as I look you. at your arm, that's all wrapped up. <laughs> yeah. Peeling me off the sidewalk. Um, or the asphalt. Yeah, no, I think, uh, I think, uh, you know, I, again, I want to see someone with experience. I want to see kind of, because Jacoletti had a lot of scouts, I think. Uh, I think, well, I mean, everybody had about the same, but I think his scouts tended to be, uh, um, you know, I guess better. I don't know. I, you, I, people I, who are kind of uh, giving him tips or, 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 or what? Well, I just, I would love to see, you know, I I place, again, I place a ton of value in experience and older, uh, older coaches that have been around forever and, Mm -hmm. and have, again, I want to see a little bit more of a, like a, a diversity of opinion or diversity of style on the bench. I think. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And and I, I don't know if, you know, just moving somebody up and, and bringing in someone to start their career uh, is is the right move in my mind. Yeah, and the the, the tough part for me is like I, I look through so many of like I, I really like all the guys in on our staff yeah. right now internally, you know. And like it's I hard want, to say that I want I anybody to. Yeah, it's impossible. Yeah, it's like I, I I want these guys to succeed, but yeah yeah I want what's best for Slu. At the same time, it's tough. You're rooting for everybody. Um, and I don't think any of them have done a bad job. I just think, no. again, I want to see it's, it's kind of my same opinion when I talk about, you know, the, the administration of, of the athletic department, I wouldn't mind some diversity, some new blood, you know, mm-hmm. at, at the close to the top or at the top. Uh, not that Chris may have done a bad job. I just, you know, ch- change it up, but I don't see that happening uh, given that uh, Travis Ford is going to be here a while. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I, it's kind of exciting to think about all of the, the different possibilities. And I'm, I'm just really curious to see what they, 
they do with this. And like I said, we're still looking for a director of basketball operations too. So um, it's definitely going to be a, a little bit different staff by the time, uh, by the time the season really gets, gets going. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. And we're still looking for a director of basketball operations too. Um, uh, as far as scheduling news, uh, I feel like we literally did the same segment last year. Um, we announced Billikens versus Drake. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the difference here is instead of Vegas, we're playing at home um, on December 17th. And uh, we, we, this will be a home and home. So we'll play at Drake uh, next season. So hopefully there's nothing flo floating around that's actually canceling basketball games this year and we'll play Drake. Um, kind of the, the fun thing about Drake is this is in SLU history, I believe it's our second most um, common opponent um, after Oklahoma State and its, its predecessor. I think Oklahoma State was, used to be called Oklahoma A&M. And when you combine uh... those... Um, if I if I recall correctly, I think we've played that school one or two times more than we've played Drake. Um, but but there's a very long history between SLU and Drake. But the weird thing is we have not played since the late 80s, um, which is kind of crazy to think that we played them so much for like 60 years and then just kind of stopped. Yeah, it was Oklahoma Agriculture and Mechanical College from 1890 yeah. to 1958. So if you look, if you look at SLU's uh, record book, those, those schools look like different schools. There's Oklahoma A&M and there's Oklahoma State, but that's really the same school. And when you add those up, it is more than we've played Drake, but Drake, uh, uh, that, SLU, a lot of history. That's such an interesting random school yeah. to have as, you know, uh, it's not SIU or, you know, SEMO or SMS or, sorry, Missouri State. Uh, but it's Oklahoma State, which is where our uh, current coach uh, was at before here. So uh, yeah. very interesting. Yeah, I think it's just one of those things like in the, you know, back in that era, it was it was just which schools actually had a legitimate mm -hmm. basketball program. And, um, you know, a lot of the teams we played back then now are you know, the division two, three NAIA, um, some of them are defunct schools altogether. I mean, it's, you never really knew what it was going to be, but I think, you know, you're not flying all over the country. So you had to have schools that were within a sort of reasonable distance and they would play a few games over the course of a weekend. And if you're doing, if, you know, if you're doing that in the infancy of your program and honestly, the infancy of the game, um, you sort of have these these reliable opponents that you can play a few times a year and that's what that's what they wound up being for the first several decades of of both of our programs and again just not a team we really play anymore but yeah kind of an interesting history there if you go back and look at it uh moving over to women's soccer uh they announced their 18 game slate uh this past what i believe yesterday mm -hmm. or today um it's a good looking schedule, Pete. Two home games against, um, you know, teams that are generally in the top 25. Um, um, and then you get five with the A10, you get five and five home games, away games. Um, Arkansas was number three in the RPI last year, and they're coming to, to Herman, as is Notre Dame, 
which was uh, which was top 20 in the RPI. And then you've got Nebraska, you know, a Big Ten school, and uh, and the women's bronze boot game with SIUE. So, I mean, what an ideal non-conference home slate there between like you know schools that are all going to have some interest to the fans, right? I mean, there's there's no there's no buy game. There's not like just some random school nobody cares about. I mean, these are you've got the Big Ten, you've got the ACC, the SEC, and really really good programs in there plus the bronze boot. I mean, that's that's about as good as you can do for your home schedule. Yeah, Drake, Kansas City, and Drake, Kansas City, Missouri State, and Xavier on the road. Uh, Katie Shields was uh, was pretty uh, excited about this schedule. She said it accomplishes everything they want in the schedule because that that it gives them a high level of competition, a variety of playing styles, which which I thought was key. Not a lot of coaches kind of hit on that in their um, scheduling, and then it it rewards their fans with good home games. Um, you know, for, for everybody who comes out to Herman. Um, I love that they have an away game at Xavier too, um, because that's like the Xavier soccer field is probably 10 minutes from my house. So um, I'll be able to hopefully take my son out to that one and, uh, and, and catch that game. Maybe, maybe my daughter too, depending on, on time of day, if it's a night game, maybe not, but, uh, but that's great. And, um, and yeah, their first, uh, first game of the season will be on August 10th at home. It's an exhibition against Lindenwood. It always seems like the games start earlier and earlier every year. It's like, it's like, uh, like schools the past like 30 years, they just start earlier and earlier. It's great. When I saw August 10th, I was like, Oh my, that's not even two months away. Yeah. Yeah. If it's within a month of my birthday, it's too early. (laughs) July 17th. Yeah. All right. All right. Put it on your calendars, everybody. Yes, exactly. Uh, Make sure to tweet at me uh please don't actually um uh baseball cameron fair and logan schmidt uh signed deals to play in the frontier league uh the uh affair will be with the florence yalls and schmidt with the joliet slammers yeah billikens and the pros you know it's not uh they're not working their way up the mlb system this is an independent league this is the the river city rascals are in this the defunct river city Rascals. yeah 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 sorry they were they were in this league though right um yeah it was it was it was fun like i loved going to those games yeah they uh now they're a uh college i think it's the uh it's the o'fallon hoots and uh they're a college wood bat team i think some oh, okay. so kind of okay. like the savannah bananas right yeah yeah okay uh, yeah all right i'm looking at the league now um and uh yeah so the the gateway grizzlies are still, yes, still there nice. yeah and uh because they're just across the river in soje illinois uh the florence y'alls is actually kind of a local team to me that's that's probably a half hour less than a half hour from my house um wow. They uh, they're named after the, the the local water tower that you can see from I-75. It, it, it said it used to say Florence Mall, uh, but it, it was against I don't know if it was state or local ordinance. You can't advertise a business on a water tower. It has to be municipal. So they changed mall to y'all and they added a little apostrophe. So Florence Mall became Florence y'all. And now the baseball team. Um, it used to be called the Florence Freedom, and they're the Florence Yalls. So now you know that's, a little Frontier League history. 
That is incredible. Yeah, I miss. Uh, I know when the Rascals started playing, they really, uh, they really leaned into like old school uniforms. Uh, everybody was wearing the stirrups and the high cuff, mm-hmm. uh, and then that kind of went away and uh, just kind of became a generic. I mean, it was it had its like it had its shtick, and then they kind of just moved away from. It. I actually, I actually did an internship with the uh, the Rascals post college. That's fun. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, we talked a little bit about John Bell. Uh, Pete, do you want to just uh, reiterate for the people? Yeah. There? Yeah. So he uh, unfortunately ended his uh, his journey in Rollins, uh, Wyoming. You know, um, like like we said earlier in the show, I was all excited to give an update. That unfortunately, the 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 tweet that he ended it happened less than an hour before we recorded. So I had not uh, I had not revisited his feed yet and seen that. On June 11th, he tweeted from Virginia City, Montana, uh, saying it was maybe the best town on the on the whole route. Uh, they cheer you when you enter town and then bring you an adult beverage. My kind of people, uh, he said. So, uh, yeah, unfortunately, his journey comes to an end. We'll probably still want to have him on to kind of talk about how it went and uh, and see if maybe he's going to give this thing another try uh, in the future. If he's if he's really the, the madman that uh, that we think he is. Yeah, I, I can safely say that I don't think I will. Uh, I will try this race and uh, major stones on Jay Bell uh, for uh, for trying to accomplish it. And uh, there's really no shame uh, in in you know backing out because of injury. So not at all. He said from a from a bed with heavy eyelids and a sling around his shoulder. Yeah, I gotta apologize, everyone. Like I. I wanted to get this out. I wanted to do it. I didn't want to disappoint Momo. I didn't want to cancel on him, but, uh, you know, I tried and, uh, I hope, uh, I didn't bring down the show too, too much. No, not at all. Uh, I think people appreciate your dedication. I mean, that's, that's crazy to, to have the, the crash and and the the day in the ER and all the medicines you got to be taking now and still do this. Uh, it shows, I hope everybody recognizes how devoted this man is to the show. (laughs) <laughs> um, that thank you. That wraps up the week that was in Billiken Athletics. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Midtown Mad Pod. Uh, at Peter is a tweeter at Zach Miller MMP. Of course, we're on Instagram now at Midtown Mad Pod. Uh, of course, we appreciate all suggestions you may have for the show. Uh, and and go subscribe to the show on all platforms and. Uh, if you haven't left a review, don't be afraid to drop us five stars uh, as well as that review. Uh, as always, Pete, go Bills. Go Bills.